and welcome to the To Mom podcast. My name is Valerie Propsfeld. Please join me as we encourage mothers to live their verb while also practicing self-grace. The goal of this podcast is to promote love as an action and live life more authentically. Just think about it. In five generations from now, you will have approximately 30 descendants and the number keeps getting larger and larger. We have more power as moms than we realize. Motherhood, in my opinion, is the most important job in the world. Hi moms, thanks for joining. I have a wonderful guest for us today, Ambreen Nadim. First, the mission of Two Mom is to Love is to support, encourage, and empower each other as imperfect moms to love as a verb. Join us and subscribe, share, and follow. Welcome to our community. My amazing guest today is Ambreen Nadim. Ambreen is a best-selling author, psychologist, and marketing research consultant. Her best-selling book is named The Algorithm of Life, The Code to Choose Your Destiny. Her book covers personal transformation and growth, mental health, and much more. In fact, her book reached number one bestseller within 24 hours of launch. In addition, Ambreen was just recently presented with the esteemed LinkedIn Influencer Award of 2023. Ambreen is also the host of the popular podcast, Psychology Talks. Ambreen, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me here. I mean, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Embreen, tell us a little about yourself and your mission. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm a psychologist and um, I, 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 I have this passion to actually understand human psyche. And I want to understand basically from the childhood, I have this kind of curiosity that why do humans behave the way they do and uh, you know like for example I used to think that why we feel anger why we feel um, sadness and why for example some events or some uh, like anything maybe makes me feel more angry while the other person will take the same event at the same so like these these were the questions I usually used to think even during my childhood and that's why I wanted to pursue my uh, studies and my higher education in psychology but when I actually started when I had the uh, the time to choose the subject of psychology during my master's it was like everybody actually opposed me that I, they all, they, they wanted me to go into economics or do MBA because they said like, you know, there is no career chances or there is no proper opportunities for growth for in the field of psychology. And like, I was so depressed that I'm like, this is something that I was, I wanted to. And then like everybody was saying that it's not a good field. And then it was only my mom who actually supported me. And she said, no, if you feel really so passionate about this field, then you must follow your passion. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I gladly listened to her <laughs> and then I pursued it. Even then it was not an easy road actually, because um, of course the career choices were very limited. And uh, when I actually moved into the 
like after doing after finishing my studies then i started looking for a job it was very tough for me but luckily mm-hmm. i got the um, uh, i got selected in like one of the most like you know biggest multinational but again when i was although selected there but the the position i was given was not as per my uh, i would say uh, abilities and because i had the masters in psychology and they used to prefer mbas so it was a very i mean um, it was like i had to do a lot of struggle i had to prove myself at every point because like you know i was given the position of the junior manager whereas this was the position of the assistant manager like they they took the interviews for me on that and then but within years like you know i proved myself because you know i i always say that if you have the passion to do something you will stand out no matter what because you know uh i was so uh i i wanted to prove myself and i and i i i know that you know this my studies my and i even when i when i was doing some like research or something so i used to go extra mile to find out more insights so you know like this kind of uh passion like when you're so much into it only you get the motivation from within if you are really really passionate about it so that is what i basically uh did like within just two years or three years i got like multiple posi- uh, uh promotions and like within two three years i was like heading like two departments and i was and i had like 15 people reporting to me at that point in time so it was like you know that's why i always say to everyone that you know if you have a passion just follow your passion don't worry about like what opportunities will come or not if you are motivated from your inside you will go extra mile and it will reflect in your work and then your reflect will shine and stand out from all the rest of the crowd so that's i mean i would say uh, like that's the beginning of my journey and uh, then of course i got married and and i have kids and then of course my husband moved to saudi arabia like i am from pakistan <laughs> sorry i forgot to tell you so okay. uh yeah i studied there and i did my job and then i got married there and then my husband moved to saudi arabia and then I, like i was enjoying my career and of course i was almost at the peak of my career <laughs> but then when my husband moved here in saudi arabia like i had to leave my career and everything there and then join him Uh, it was not an easy decision because like i wanted to do achieve a lot and then when i moved here and then of course my kids were very young uh, and in saudi arabia it was at that point in time now it's now it's changed a lot but at that point in time it was not uh, there were not many opportunities for women so uh, although i was getting uh, like so many calls and interview calls from the different companies but then uh like back big back there in pakistan like you know there was um, uh, in my company there was a daycare along with the company so like you know i was with my kids there so the, the kind of facilities provided there was not here and it was not very really, uh, conducive environment for mother to actually go out and do the job that means i had to sacrifice my you know family life and at that point in time i decided that you know my family needs me my kids need me so i did not 
follow the corporate uh, job. And then I decided to actually start doing like freelance work. And then I moved to the entrepreneurship. So I started doing some freelance work and I do some marketing research. And then um, I have the passion to actually uh, spread knowledge and spread uh, uh, awareness about mental health. So I write, I used to write a lot, uh, of course, even in Pakistan also, I used to write a lot about mental health. And um, so I started writing here as well. And one thing that I actually forgot to <laughs> mention that like when I was doing my master's and before that, that I had this uh, mission to write a book. And at that point in time, I decided to write a book in 20 years. So, yeah, and that also has a story, like, so basically why I decided to write a book. So now going back again, uh, like when I was um, in my teens, my actually dad lost a job. And at that point in time, we had faced a lot of financial problems and uh, that. And of course, like I was very, like, I'm still very ambitious and I want to achieve lots of goals and, but because they didn't have that kind of financial resources that we used to have when my father had a job. So I started to develop a lot of depression. I thought like, you know, this life is over. It's not gonna change. And in that time, at that point in time, I developed severe depression. I actually developed like suicidal thoughts. But then it, during that time, I realized that, you know, suicide is not the solution and I can change and I can be in charge of my life, in charge of my destiny. And when I actually realized at that point in time, I thought that, you know, the world needs to hear this, <laughs> that, you know, mm. uh, and I realized that a lot of people are going through this kind of depression and this kind of um, uh, mental trauma and this mental turmoil, the tension and anxiety. But, uh, they should know that they can pass through this time and they can change their destiny. And uh, when I realized that, at that point in time, I said, I will write. But of course, at that point in time, I didn't have resources. And I was so young, like I was just teenage. And I said, of course, I, my knowledge was also not, not that much. Of course, I had the idea that how to do this, but it was not as good as I could actually write a book. So... I gave myself, I set a target for myself that I will write the book in 20 years. And why 20 years? Because like being a woman in the Southeast, Southeast Asian country, you know, which um, women are actually more pressured to start a family and have a career. And they're, they're, nobody actually gives uh, importance to you know their dreams or to pursue their mm. dreams so that's what I thought that okay first I'll establish my career I'll get married I'll have kids once you actually satisfy all the societal norm then I'll work on the actually my writing a book and in the <laughs> meantime in the meantime I decided that I will start working on my establishing my identity like you know people should know that I am uh, writing a book so that's why I started writing articles. I started giving lectures in the uh, university. And then it's like, that's how it all started. And also started like, you know, getting knowledge from different fields like quantum physics, physics. Like I, I 
I was uh, an amateur good at like astrology, palmistry, and all these things. So like everything, all the so even like in those twenty years, whatever I used to experience, I try to get it from the same lens that how it can be written in my book. <laughs> so then mm-hmm. like the entire twenty years was spread that I was working on my book, but little by little gathering all the information and uh, collecting all the knowledge and experiences for the book. So those 20 years were actually over in like 2020. And then I started formally writing uh, that book. And I started write, I started my journey on LinkedIn as well. Or you can say that on the social media. Mm-hmm. And I got a very good response, especially from LinkedIn. Uh, I uh, Insta and Facebook, I didn't get so much. But on LinkedIn, I got like amazing response from the people. And they were like really inspired by whatever like I was sharing and then Mm. I started developing my uh, personal brand through LinkedIn and uh, in 2022 finally I launched the book and as you actually said in in the introduction that like within 24 hours it became uh, number one in almost eight categories so that's just a brief (laughs) description (laughs) or my like you know introduction that's incredible. I mean, that's Thank you. such an inspiring story and journey and how you have persevered through more than two decades and yeah. the vulnerabilities that you have and that you're empowering others and sharing the mental health awareness. I mean, I, I'm so proud of everything you're doing at Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was not easy. I mean, at every point, especially like, you know, uh, the culture I belong to when I used to share my dream that I wanted to write, I want to write a book and people would say to me, are you crazy? I mean, look at you <laughs> and what, what are you going to do after that? Why do you think? I mean, I used to get like all kind of negative comments. So initially I started sharing my dream, but then I decided that it's better not to actually share with the wrong people. <laughs> so mm. I tried to do work in, you know, silence and then it started uh, I mean, then, of course, you, you know, uh, here I want to share that, you know, you you need to keep changing your strategies. You don't have to do sometimes the same thing. And like, for example, I used to share that I want to write book, but then I used to get really bad uh, feedback from the people. And then they used to say that, you know, heavy criticism that, you know, they, mm. like being a woman, they used to say that, you know, you should work. It's, you should focus on the family and the career there's no thing and i mean there's no uh, uh i would say there's no future for an author and like what not i i could hear any, everything it's like at that point in time, and you know like my english is not my uh, first language it's like you don't know english you i mean i could hear every type of comment just think mm-hmm. of it so but the thing is that i did not actually let their comments uh, diminish my spark you know so it's this is very important of course it it really at at times i i did feel that you know i should give up and there is no point and and it it seems that you know i was so busy with my life with my kids you know especially when there are so many pressures from society and from the family and then I used to think, I think I cannot do it. But again, sometimes 
at night I decide I don't want to do it and then when I wake up I said no I think I need I need this this is my this is my uh, purpose of life and mm-hmm. and and that that purpose actually you know gives gave me motivation to actually keep going uh, because you know it's when as in like uh, the mental health like although I talk a lot about mental health but that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me I, I also feel depressed at time and I also feel really negative thoughts. But then we, uh, we need to realize that these thoughts are there. But at the end, we are in control. We don't have to let these thoughts control us. So these those negative moments, those negative thoughts, I used to just dismiss that. Okay, that's enough. I have had enough of the depression. I need to move on and then I need to work on my uh, purpose. And that's why it is, I always say it is very important to have purpose because once you have that purpose, it will actually gravitate you towards itself and it will also keep you motivated to work in life or to keep going because that's my personal experience. That's incredible. And I'm so glad that you found that in yourself and realized and continue to go with that purpose motivating you. And oh my gosh, I just am so inspired listening to all of this because you really just said, no, no, I am going to continue doing this. I'm going to continue what I feel empowered to do. And that's incredible. And all of those mental thoughts. I love that. And I know in your book, you talk about that as well, where a thought is just a thought. And we can, sometimes we give our thoughts too much credit and it really, we don't need to. Like, it's almost like just saying like, okay, I I thought that, but you know, like I don't have to believe the thought. Like they aren't necessarily true. And that takes a lot of practice. Like I'm not very good at that. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm getting better and embracing essentially like this whole growth mindset, neuroplasticity, but it's still so hard and yeah. you're so inspiring with that because you really seem to embrace that. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Uh, the thing is that, you know, even in my book also, I said that uh, these thoughts, like we don't have to believe our thoughts, like whatever our mind tells us, we don't have to believe it because the thing is. I've also written in my book that, you know, our mind is uh, like these thoughts. If you just look at these thoughts, like I've decided the first thing is that it's the, it's a form of energy, right? Mm-hmm. It is form of the energy created by the synapse uh, in our, you know, synaptic energies formed in our, uh, in a mind, right? And what happens is like, you know, basically what I've, what I've written is that these are um, like when, I, I, believe, I, I believe that we are soul. <laughs> this is just the physical body is just an avatar for us and to experience <laughs> this world. So basically our soul basically is tears something in our body that creates that energy. Now when there is a kind of what kind of emotions and what kind of state we feel, it is tears it and then it creates kind of a consciousness right i have also explained in the um book that there are like the kind of um, uh, the best is 
state of consciousness is the gamma consciousness. You know, when your mind vibrates or creates a frequency, gamma frequency. And that is when it attracts those thoughts in the, in, in the state where you are able to uh, get the positive thoughts. Or you, like, for example, if you are even working on something and you need some answer, you will get that answer when you are resonating at that frequency, like the gamma mm. conscious frequency, right? So this kind of thing. So these, this is how we actually manipulate our state to get the right thought. Okay, this is just the, I mean, maybe this uh, a bit of the high level. If we just break down into that, how in the layman's term, how we can control thought. So in layman's term, if we define that, you know, our mind creates almost, you know, 50,000 thoughts per, per day. So it's constantly, there is a constant chatter going on in our mind. Constantly, like, you know, like even when you're listening to something or your mind is processing the information, there's something in your mind telling you, okay, it's good, it's not good. You're constantly uh, interpreting the data <coughs> through in your mind. But if you constantly uh, focusing on whatever is coming in your mind, then you will go crazy because 50,000 thoughts are too much. You need to calm mm -hmm. yourself, right? And and what are these 50,000 uh, thoughts are basically are also mostly is the negative thoughts. Why mm. is negative thoughts? Because, you know, where, even in, in my book, I've written that our actually body or our mind is designed to protect our well-being, right? Mm -hmm. And these negative thoughts are meant to create a kind of a red flag, a warning that, you know, if you're going to any danger zone. So this constantly, it's a kind of a warning sign that, okay, don't go in that area. You may get injured or you may get hurt or you. So this is how our mind basically protecting our well-being because that's the basic function of our mind, of our brain to protect our well-being. So, for example, if you are just like just go going straight in the path, and you see that there is a table in front of your mind, you say, "Oh, stop, stop, stop!" There is something. So, you know, this is how it's saying that if you just consider that "stop" means the negative sign. So, this is how it's kind of thing that you know, this constantly saying, "Stop! Don't do this! Don't do this!" They are doing, and that is it's go. It, it gets a bit complicated when it goes into like, for example, the, when you have this feeling, maybe you feel you your mind is trying to stop you or protect your well-being that to get hurt let's say okay don't say this word today and then it's keep constantly interpreting oh my god that person said this and that's this has happened and then like you know this is how this all this these things going on mm. so how to control first of all you need to stop the chapter first of all the mindfulness and meditation is the best technique to actually um it, these quiet the mental chatter because you cannot process uh 50,000 thoughts or even like you don't want to focus on these 50,000 thoughts you need to reduce the level and then you need to once you actually stop the this chatter then your mind will be at calm and then you will be able to control the thoughts or control that what your mind want to actually listen to and then uh then basically you can focus and then basically when you 
stop all this chatter you 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 will see that you know that you will go up to the level of consciousness like for example uh, the uh, i forgot the uh, like alpha and then theta and beta and all these kind of levels like you know this is how you achieve the levels and then you can just even like joe dispenza always says that you know that this the nothingness when you achieve like if you can achieve that nothingness uh that is the best way like your mind works because then you are able to then you i mean when you actually calm yourself and stop all these thoughts from your mind then you are in power because then you know like it's you know it's just like a blank canvas and you can write anything on your own so that's how you need to do it so i think i'm able to explain how these you know these thought you can control your thoughts Mm. I love that. That's so powerful when you really realize that we have so much control. And I feel like sometimes that space between reaction and response is so quick that we don't even realize that it's under our conscious control. And it takes practice. And I mean, I feel like sometimes some days are easier than other days. Some hours are easier than others. (laughs) But at the same time, the more I practice it, the more I work on it, like kind of like, I know you talk about like the mind being a muscle. It's kind of similar, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And like, you know, there are techniques to do that. It's basically, it it doesn't happen overnight and, and it's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay. I mean, I always say that that's perfectly fine to feel all these emotions. It's okay to feel angry, depressed, and because, you know, we are humans and we are meant to feel that. The only thing is you don't have to dwell on that emotion for a long time. Mm. So then you said, okay, this is too much. You need to move out. And the best way is to, again, journal your thoughts because um, I love journaling. And journaling <laughs> doesn't mean that, you know, you just write everything. You need to structure it. Like my the best way... <clears throat> What I use is, for example, depends like what you want to do. But for example, if you, I want to uh, analyze the situation. So what I do is that I make like four columns of the same situation. So I write the situation, for example, uh, I'm very much worried about or anxious about uh, something. Let's say uh, I, have a, I have an interview tomorrow and then I need to practice or something and I feel very and uh, I feel anxiety. So what I will do is that I'll see, I write down the the event or the 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 the, the thing that that making that is making me worried. Let's say the the, the main thing is that uh, I have an interview and tomorrow, and that's why I'm feeling anxiety. Okay, then what I will do is then I'll I'll analyze the same situation that what's happening. What's happening is what are my thoughts? Okay. And then I will just say, well, what are my, usually what happens is the same thought is coming again and again. And it seems that, okay, uh, we, we are having so many thoughts. It's not, it's basically the thoughts are the one thought is coming, but it's coming repetitively. So it's so, and that is making us uh, like that drains our energy. And when you write it down, so, okay. So it's basically uh, uh, why I was being worried because I'm afraid to, let's say, uh, appear in that interview right and that is one thing that is making me you know 
more exhausting or <laughs> it's draining my energy. And when I write down, I said, oh my God, this is only one thought that is, you know, troubling me. Then I write down the, in the second column, I write down how I feel because, you know, these thoughts and then how I feel. When I say that, okay, I'm afraid, what am I feeling? I feel fear that it's basically, it's, why am I feeling fear? Then you just write down and then they say, okay, why am I feeling it? Am I, I may not be able to actually perform well. Uh, and then it's like this. And then basically, what is my actual response and what should be my response? What is my response at the moment is that, you know, because of the thought that I am afraid, I'm feeling fearful and my response is I'm feeling anxiety. Instead, and I see like, you know, this, these three columns are telling me what is happening. Then I realize, okay, this is my response is not right. I shouldn't feel anxiety. What I need is I need to feel more confident, right? So what I need to do is I write down in the third, fourth column that, you know, this is my real response at the moment. But what I really need is I need to be confident and how I can do it. So I need to basically see that's fine. I can, if I, I cannot change, for example, thought that I'm afraid. That's, that's the reality. I would not say that I'm not afraid. I said, okay, yes, I am afraid. I'm feeling, yes, I'm feeling fearful. Now what I can change is I can change my response. I shouldn't be just feeling fearful and sit. I need to do something to be confident. And how would I change my response? That I will start working on it like you know I said okay my my biggest worry is that I will not be able to perform well so let's do something that I can perform well so you know like if I do the research and then I do everything and that's how I change my feeling and thoughts into constructive way and then change my response to it because and like as I said you cannot just just say that, okay, don't feel fear. It, it doesn't happen that way. And, and the more you resist, the more it will persist. You said, oh my God, I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling afraid. I cannot do this. And then you will be even more <laughs> miserable state than, than the before. So it's better that you, you cannot control this and you change your response. Okay, yes, I'm feeling fear, afraid. Yes, I am having anxiety. Let's take it the different route and work upon it to feel more confident. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Like, and I love that. Like, I mean, so much that I'm resonating with as you're talking and that the more you fear, the more you, or the more you resist, the more you persist. That's yeah, it really is because you're, it kind of reminds me, like I'll sometimes talk about those mental highways of like when I am more resisting, if I'm feeling worried or frustrated and I'm resisting it, I'm making it more of a thing. And like that highway is getting stronger as opposed to taking this some type of back road, a mental back road of, you know, like what can I do in the moment? How, like how can I take action? I love that you have the journaling in those yeah. categories too. Because that's kind of like an action in itself, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And basically, it requires, again, practice. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It doesn't happen in that. And what I also do is that um, I, um, for example, um, what I usually do is that I also, for um, uh, I may stuck with, for example, with people, let's say, 
uh, when I feel that I cannot handle them, right? Uh, like because there are in my past also I had like people who who were toxic people around me, and I know that I cannot deal with them. And in that, I mean, it was the most difficult task. But the thing is that uh, when you are dealing with people, or when you are in the situation, I would say as you said that 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 the response time is very quick we just usually follow what our, our instinct you know like for example if you feel the pierce of the pin you will just say ouch it doesn't happen but if you actually prepare yourself that okay at this point in time you will have it and you don't have to shout for example so then maybe you can control a little so this is how what you need to do is you need to actually envision uh, situation well in advance to prepare yourself for uh, as mm. i told you that like when i was dealing uh, i used to feel deal with those toxic people i know that i could not uh it would be very difficult when because you know what the, the main um problem like you know of the narcissist or the toxic people are that they they want to uh just say something bad to you and they want to create some kind of re reaction and mm. when you don't react as per their expectation it actually falls back on them but it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of <coughs> training of your mind to not react to them because you know from because you are a human yourself, <laughs> you can't do this. If someone is saying that, oh my God, you don't know anything or you are so bad at that. And they're saying it to, or they're belittling you or, you know, they're trying to make you just feel so bad. And of course, those words does hurt. But in that situation, to control yourself, not to react requires a lot of patience and a lot of training. And, and in that case also, journaling helps a lot. You just mm -hmm. need to envision that, okay, this is going to happen. This is, that person going to tell me this thing. And if this thing's going to happen, what am I going to do? Then I used to write everything that, okay, this is how I should actually respond to that person. Not, it, it doesn't happen overnight, right? You know, of course it was, that person used to tell me I felt bad and I did respond in the same way that that person wanted me. But then I said, okay, no, it was bad. It created some, you know, uh, friction. And then that's how when you need to train your brain to, you know, react in that way. And, and journaling helps a lot in that. But again, as I said, that journaling doesn't mean that you just write down everything you need to have kind of, you know, a strategy. Like, for example, if you're dealing with any situation with people, you are seeing things, visualizing, and the, or creating some scenarios and writing your responses and everything like that. But when you are dealing with the, analyzing the situation, it would be a different strategy. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I love all of that. And it, the, um, the whole reaction that you were saying oh my gosh I can relate so much to that I think yeah. so many of us can yeah. it reminds me um and I don't remember the exact title but it's Dr. Amit Sud, um the Mayo Clinic Guide to Happiness or something like that and he had said he compared like a reaction 
to poison ivy. So like, oh. it's not the plant itself. It's the reaction that kind of causes those like icky feelings or whatever that is. But it's just, it, it takes that practice and that, okay, that, yeah, people that are doing or saying something or doing something, they want that reaction. But if I don't give them that reaction, yeah, that's so powerful. Yeah. And same thing also applies to kids as well. Yeah. (laughs) I would just say that they are, it takes a lot of patience to raise kids Mm. (laughs) because they are maybe crying, they're annoying and like not all the time we are at the best, (laughs) but then we need to sometimes need patience that, you know, what to do and how to deal with them. And in that situation, again, journaling requires, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start journaling now on that. (laughs) I think that's great. Yeah. 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 And I love how you talk about confidence. And I think that is such a struggle for many of us. I know for me, it has been really all my life. And one time I was, I think I was more free writing. I don't know if I was necessarily... Um, I, I don't remember at what point in time I was writing about confidence and like, how can I get more confidence? And I decided to look up, you know, what is the etymology of the word confidence? I kind of like that, like looking into like how were words developed, where did they come from? And confidence essentially means to trust what, and it comes yeah. from the word to trust. And I think that's incredible when you think about it, because it's yeah. trusting yourself, like Being able to step into yourself, say, I am enough, and I am going to trust myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. You, Yeah, you explained so beautifully. This is just like trusting ourselves is actually what, again, I would just refer to my book, basically, just say believing in yourself. It's basically the Mm -hmm. first step. And when you do that, that's the best thing one can do it to themselves I mean that's the one gift that one should actually give to themselves and believe in yourself because when we do that I feel that that aligns our mind body and soul because that is exactly that means we are embracing ourselves it's okay that is me that is what we are and that's it nothing more nothing less that's me that's it I'm believing in myself and that's how we are stepping into our own self, like, you know, and that's like, that's I feel when I see myself, I see that like all three parts, like coming together, like mind, body and soul, this is, and then they start working in the same direction. You know that, okay, this is how, this is the path I want to take. And then there you, because your mind is also saying the same thing, your body is saying the same thing, and your soul is also saying the same thing. You believe exactly what to do. Oh, that's incredible and so beautiful and bringing. I absolutely. I want to give you the opportunity to, um, as we wrap up here, like I want to make sure our listeners know where to find you, where they can access your book, and um, what social media platforms, because you have so much incredible information, and I want to make sure that everyone can um, access that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm um, mostly um, most active on LinkedIn and they can actually send me a DM or anything. 
and I do have a website, thepsychologytalks.com, where I have like the links to all my social media. I'm also like on Twitter, uh, Insta, and uh, and Facebook, yeah, and uh, YouTube. So like al- almost everywhere. <laughs> but I also have like my podcast channels, like uh, people. So uh, these are the. I mean, they can contact me any uh, from any social media. But mostly I'm active on um, LinkedIn and my book is available on Amazon. So they can just get it from there. And uh, just I think that these are the things they can actually find me from. That's great. I'll put all that in our show notes. And you're welcome. Thank you. And Embreen, is there anything that you'd like to leave with our listeners? It's kind of like a final thought uh, to go about their days. Yeah, I mean, the this is a very actually good question because the final, I, I always say that, you know, they need to believe in themselves. I mean, serious, as actually I just said it, that, you know, because that is when you align yourself. And uh, even w- uh, if someone actually tells you about uh, you that you can't do it or you're no good. So I would just say that maybe listen to them find out that maybe they have something to it but always believe in yourself that okay you are good enough whatever they are saying it's their perception but what you believe about yourself makes your reality so don't ever let anyone else opinion make your reality like people may tell you that you are bad you're ugly you don't know anything but it's not your reality it will become your reality if you start believing in them so don't believe whatever you hear from the people always believe in yourself because god has created every human being in the most beautiful way and they god has given you the most like unique talent you need to find your talent and believe in yourself that's that's one thing and you that's why i said don't listen to people that whatever they're saying in a way that it should affect you just listen to them that as a maybe there could be the hint to actually give you some thought to think about it but don't make their opinion your reality find out yourself believe in yourself and always 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 follow your dream. That's so powerful. 